Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. We are filming live from Cancun and we have these amazing guys with me over here. Which high school are you guys from? YD. 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 I went to Shara. So this is going to be one of those interactive kind of podcasts. They're going to stop me in the middle and ask questions. But the main topic that I want to talk about today is the topic of the time span which we are enduring, which is Shovavim. Shovavim is, for those who don't know, it's Parashat Shemo until Mishpatim, where it's a very special time to metaken the problem of wasting seed. So you guys know what wasting seed is, why it's, why it's an issue, or should I break it down from the beginning? Wasting generation. <laughs> break it down just for all the people who don't know. Well, for you, for you. This is mainly for you. They're going to listen and they're going to get what they have out of it. Break it down. Break it down from the beginning? All right. When Hashem created the world, the first mitzvah of all time is pruravu. It means to, repro- to reproduce. If you actually, if you open up the Zohar in the beginning, it, it talks all about pruravu, Berit Kodesh, all these things. The first mitzvah in Parsha Bereshi is pruravu, meaning like Hashem said it's a mitzvah to reproduce. Yeah, but the first mitzvah between a man and his fellow person. You're right, I should have said that. The first mitzvah between people is pruravu. So, obviously Hashem created the world with purpose, right? Everything has a purpose behind it. A chair has a purpose to sit, a tree has a purpose to plant, to reproduce fruits. Everything has a purpose in this world. The purpose of Pruravu is to reproduce people. Hashem says, I'm going to give you an ability to be like me. Hashem gives you a power. He says, I give you an ability to procreate. I created Adam and Chava. Now you can go and you can reproduce a next generation of people through this organ in your body. Now, the whole problem of wasting seed is that you're taking the gift that Hashem gives you and you're like doing the complete opposite. You're taking something with a purpose and you're making it an anti-purpose. Actually, you should know that out of all the, the five books in the Torah, right, Bereshit, Shemot, whatever, it doesn't mention wasting seed in, not one time. Exactly. Shem is disgusted by the sin. So he didn't mention it in any of the five books. Any questions until now? No. No. Awesome. So, wasting seed is probably the most, it's the worst thing you can do in all the Torah. So there's two ways. You can either go cold turkey and stop, or you can go slowly, slowly. But I don't like any of those options. I'm gonna tell you the truth. The truth is, and we're gonna break it down. And don't laugh. Be mature. You're in your room. You're alone. You're not, you're not doing anything. You're extremely bored. And it actually, it actually mentions in the Torah that you're going to start to, not, not in the Torah, the oral Torah, you're going to start to look at your body and say, wow, I have a nice body, you're going to start to think. And one thing leads to the next, you do it because you're extremely bored and you want to feel something. You want to feel good. You want to feel a sensation. So 99.9% of people, instead of stopping that moment and going to do something productive, they're going to go and they're going to do it. And they're going to feel like crap afterwards, right? That happens to all of us. Now, the truth is, is that besides for wasting seed, every moment you have a decision to make. And the reason why this is such a big issue is because we're using this moment, they're creating a list of bad moments. Like there's a concept in Judaism where mitzvah, goret, mitzvah. A good deed leads to a good deed. If you make a good decision for yourself now, it's going to lead to another good decision for yourself in the future. So this is, you might think it's a small thing, but it's really, it's a decision that you're making in that moment. And that decision is just going to lead to you now feeling bad about yourself. And then you're going to start to have a lower self-esteem, a lower confidence, and you're going to think lower of yourself, meaning you're going to think my value is less, so let me just keep doing it. 
Now, if you break that chain in that moment and say, you know what, I'm not going to do it now, I'm going to continue. Yeah, but it's impossible. impossible. It's not impossible. Like, oh, you just stop like tell yourself no. You have to have self-control. It says in Pekavot, it says in Pekavot, Ezehu Agibor, Kovesh Who is the hero in God's eyes? Someone that conquers his desires. Exactly. Because it goes against your nature to do this. It's not an easy thing to do. That's why it's such a rewarding thing. You should know that if a person, a person can be born into a rich family, he could be good looking, he can, have, he can have like a straight path to success. But this problem of wasting seed is the foundation. Meaning on top you have a good reputation, a rich family, a good looking, whatever. You have, like, you have like all these perks that enable you to be successful right away. But if you waste seed, that foundation gets cut off. And, and right away everything doesn't mean anything because spiritually you're disconnected. And it's almost impossible to have a kosher, successful life and a happy and a meaningful life if, you're doing the, if you have this issue. People that are married have this issue. People cheat. People, people cheat with their eyes too. There's the concept of guarding your eyes. You know, guarding your eyes, not checking out girls because you want to keep your eyes for your wife, not just your body. Any questions until now? You said guard your eyes because you want to keep it for your wife. What if you don't have a wife yet? So guard your eyes not to have bad thoughts, to do it by yourself. Because you may not realize it, but subconsciously, the more that you check out girls and look at them, like if I asked you right now, who's the hottest girl on this trip you call, you could probably all point to her right now. And I could also, I'm not perfect, but the idea is just to practice, you know, to say, okay, let me check out less. Let me, let me guard my eyes during the daytime where it's the worst. Like just work on yourself in small ways. The idea is not to be perfect. Hashem knows your effort. Hashem knows the effort that you're putting into yourself. The idea is to slowly, slowly, brick by brick, to build yourself and become stronger. I personally, it was very hard for me to stop, but I stopped a long time ago when I heard one thing, this one line changed my life. Rav Nachman says, like, it, like in Breslov, you heard Rav Nachman, people go Rosh Hashanah, they go to Uman, yeah, they go to visit his grave. So he said, wasting seed leads to poverty, leads to being poor. I heard this one sentence and I was like, I have to stop. It wasn't, I didn't even stop for a spiritual reason. I stopped because I didn't want to be poor. I want to be rich. And after stopping, I, I, I thought back and I'm like, what does that mean wasting seeds to poverty? Like you have many rich people that do this. I think it, what it means is that, it's like I said before, the concept of making a decision for yourself one leads to the next. Wasting seed now, if you keep doing it, it's going to lead to you becoming poor because you're going to feel worse and worse about yourself. You're going to become addicted. So much of your brain is, is going to become focused on this thing that's gonna not, and it's not gonna able you to, first of all, connect to Hashem. It's not gonna able, enable you to concentrate. You're constantly gonna wanna go more and more and more. A prettier girl, and a prettier girl, and a prettier girl, and a prettier girl, and a crazier video. Like, you know, you know they, they did research scientifically. People spend between three and four seconds on a video on, you know, these X-rated websites. Because you're looking for that moment, like, 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 like a dopamine rush. Oh, I gotta go again, I gotta go again, I gotta go again. You're chasing that, that craze. No one sits and watches the whole thing. They want to go to the peak moment and you make another peak moment, another peak moment. It's, it's an addiction. It's a serious, serious addiction. And it's, it's, it's almost... Yeah, it's very true. Very true. So the idea is, is that it becomes crazier and crazier and crazier. So I know it's not realistic to say I'm going to stop forever. It's not realistic unless you're crazy like me. I'm, I'm obsessed with this. Have you guys ever heard of Gedalia Fenster? He's like a spiritual speaker in Miami. Whatever. He told me something on the phone that helped me stop. He told me, you want to be above average, you want to be successful, then stop with this crime. Because people think above average today means to like make a lot of money or to get a lot of girls. That's what Western society thinks above average means. 
to be above average means in Hashem's eyes because that's who, that, that's who we care about the most it's leading me to another topic but I want to say everyone cares so much about everyone's opinion of them what do they think of me what does he think of me what car I drive what house I live in what neighborhood I live in everyone cares about everyone's opinion of them but it's, it's not true it's a lie the only opinion you should care about in the whole universe is God's opinion meaning do what's right for yourself and for Hashem that loves you and that's watching you don't do it for someone else don't make a, a decision where to live who cares what anybody thinks of you if someone judges you or talks bad about first of all, if someone talks bad about you, you get all the mitzvot in a second. That's true. Someone could give tzedakah every day and wear tzitzit and learn Torah. They speak bad about you for one second. Right away, Hashem goes up, swap. You get all their credit. So that's why it's so important. It's, it's so powerful to stay quiet and to only care about Hashem's opinion. Someone judges you, they're not a religious person. Even if a religious person judges you because a true religious person doesn't judge you. Only Hashem can judge you and angels and all these things. A person doesn't have the ability to judge you. That's why it's scary to even give motivation and give advice because you have to be doing it yourself. Hashem says, if you're going to judge someone, then I'm going to judge you right away. God works measure for measure. Anyways, going back to the topic, it's not realistic to stop. It's not. It's hard. It's a physical desire, especially when we're young. I'm 22. You guys look like 18, 19. You're raging with hormones. You want to you wanna do a lot. I'm not telling you to stop it to be perfect, but what I'm telling you is to try. Next time, just think about it. Even if you fail, just think about it. Should I make a good decision for myself right now? Because I promise you, in that moment, it's going to be really hard. And chances are you might fail. I'm being realistic. But if you can overcome it, I promise you when you wake up in the morning, you're going to feel a little bit better about yourself. And you feeling better about yourself is you building your self-esteem. Because so how does a person build self-esteem? By making a decision now for the future version of you. What does that mean? That means I decide now that I don't want to do it because the John, what's your name? Let's say Freddy. Let's say Freddy says, I don't want to do it now. Because the Freddy, even though Freddy's not perfect today, the Freddy in six months from now, I want to be that person. Or the Freddy in two years from now, I want to be that person. I want to be better for myself. So you may not see it now, but the reason why you feel better in the morning is because you made a decision for yourself in a very challenging moment to be better for yourself. And not for the you of now, for the you of the future. Because you only have to do with this, you do with other things also. Everything, it's the same concept. That's why I said this, 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 this idea of it being a foundation, it all connects. Because someone once told me, if you can overcome this and you can stop forever, you can stop completely, then you can do anything in life. You want to be rich? You could do it. You want to marry an amazing girl? You got it. Anything you want to do in life. If you stop with this problem, you can do anything else. Because it's the hardest thing to overcome. It's like... It's like, for example, you go to the gym, a guy's lifting 100 pounds. That's the hardest weight to lift. But how did he do that? By starting with 20, then he goes to 40, then he goes to 60. So obviously the guy that's lifting 100 pounds, he can lift 20 like it's nothing, right? So it's the same concept. This, this wasting seat problem, this is 100 pounds. But if you can lift 100 pounds, bro, you can lift anything. Because any other thing in life is not going to be this hard to overcome. Is it hard to get up in the morning to go to work? Yes. Is it hard to keep your mouth quiet when you're having an argument with your wife, let's say? Yes. Is it hard to put on tefillin? Everything is hard. But what's harder than this? This is the hardest thing. This is the epitome of the epitome. That's why if you want to be great, you can work on this. And by working on this willpower muscle, you're going to be strong enough to do anything else. That's the idea. You understand? If you can... If you can overcome this then you're strong enough to do anything now you're gonna feel better about trust me if you do this you'll feel better about yourself you're gonna look better you're gonna feel better your whole life is gonna change and then you and then you're gonna be at the top of the game you're gonna see everyone around you running after things and you'll be like yo i used to be such an idiot doing that 
Look at me now. I'm focused. Focus on my, my goals, my, my dreams, whatever, college, uh, cash advance, whatever you guys want to do with your life. You're focused on what matters. And then, then life becomes like a game to you. You, you see everything clearly. Okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. But like the biggest issue I overcame. And now, now I'm a beast. No one can stop me. No one can touch me. Why? Because I worked on it. And it all started. Where does it all start? It all starts when you're in your room and you're alone and you think no one cares and you want to do this thing. That's where it starts. That, that moment where you think it doesn't matter. Let me just do it again. No, that's the biggest moment of your life. When you stop in that moment, you can change your whole life. The, the Jonathan, let's say, I'm gonna use myself as an example, I don't wanna put anybody in the spotlight. The Jonathan, when he's 90 years old, and the Jonathan that stopped that one moment, and the Jonathan who's 90 and didn't stop, it's two different people. It's two different people completely. That one moment leads to a chain of events. I do it, I feel bad about myself, I stay average. And if anything, I don't stay average, I go below average because I feel worse, and I feel worse, and I do it again, and I go down, and I do it again. And I, you become like everyone else. Don't you want more for yourself? Don't you want to be successful? Don't you want to, you know, feel connected to Hashem? Don't you want to feel, feel anything? Forget Hashem for a second. Don't you want to, forget religion completely. Don't you want to be someone who can control himself? Of course. Someone who can feel good about himself? Someone who can marry a woman and only think about that woman and only enjoy intimacy with that woman. Someone who can just be faithful. Faithful to yourself. Faithful to your future wife one day. Faithful to your own eyes. People think, oh, let me just look, let me... No, every, every, everything counts. Every, everything that we think is small counts because everything that you're doing is a transaction. It's a tiny, tiny transaction that eventually will make a difference. Any questions? With a lot of information, I tried to make it very clear. Perfect. It was perfect. perfect. All right. So now you want to go into the spiritual realm a little bit or no? Should we tap into it a little bit? Yeah. Okay, fine. So why is this so bad spiritually? Okay. Don't get upset at me for saying this, but in God's eyes, I don't know. We all believe in God here. You can say no. You can say no. There's no, there's no wrong answer. Everything is validated. Okay. God thinks this is murder in God's eyes. Why? Because you're technically, you're technically wasting a future life, right? Let's say right now you don't do it until you're married. So that kid stayed with you all this time and he, he's going to be a person one day. There's an idea where the sperms, they, after a certain amount of time, since they're sitting for so long, they die and they recreate, whatever. But that's not for you to worry about. The idea is, is that it's a person, it's a potential life that you waste. And there's very, very scary ideas that when you pass away, you're going to see all the kids that you wasted and all the potential. I don't want to get into all that because it's very scary and I don't want to scare people. Yeah, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like motivating people through fear. People say fear is a very productive way to motivate people to change. But I think fear can motivate you to change, but it can also leave you feeling a lot of resentment people towards religion. Like because it pushes you away yeah. and also it builds it builds resentment towards religion it's like what is this whole religion idea I'm supposed to love doing it why, why am I doing it because because I, I should get scared and that's that's personally that my opinion I think that's the whole problem with with scaring people I think instead of always going to a rabbi for an opinion we should teach the next generation how to think for themselves because if you, if you guys knew, not, not that you don't, but I'm saying if people knew how to think for themselves, 
then they'd be able to make better decisions for themselves and you wouldn't even need a rabbi. You just know how to think. This is good for me or this is bad for me. When you look at the world... Like, that's stupid. You wouldn't need... The person's getting clattered by someone else. Like, don't like, sorry, like, don't stop. Eat someone else outside the picture. That's what things that... They go to the rabbi for everything. No, that's what things that you don't know. Everything. You have to go for everything. Who are you? Well, oh, I'm Yimba. I, you, you, you're mine. You're mine. Your other friend is more clarity than you because he doesn't have your, uh, your what's supposed to Because he doesn't have your desires or whatever you want for this situation. Yeah, but not everyone has a rabbi that they can call. Like, you know, I'm, I, I don't know, but I don't know if you guys. I don't like. I don't think you ever called a rabbi in the heat of the moment. The rabbi, I'm about to do this. What should I do? There's a, there's a certain extent where you have to know how to think for yourself a little bit. You, you can't call a rabbi, Rabbi, I want to eat a piece of pig, what do I do? You know what the answer is. You, you call a rabbi if you're dating a girl and you're confused. You call a rabbi if you want to live in a certain age. Big decisions. And even small decisions in the day-to-day. But for every little thing you need to call a rabbi? Not like that. Get the clarity, then know what to do. Why is the clarity later on? It's not making decisions. If once you have the clarity, I can't eat pig now, then you're not going to eat the pig. You have the clarity tonight. It's not clarity, that's, that's, that's the law. The rabbi is like a judge. He has clarity and he tells you the case you clear. Look at it like that, then is but the Torah is not the way of life. Look at his way of life. It's, it's a better, it's better life for me. Torah, Torah in Hebrew, Torah in Hebrew comes from the word Hora'ah, which is instructions. Torah is an instruction. It's a manual book, how to live the best possible life. But in that manual book, there's laws and there's rules and there's judgments. It's not rules and regulations. It's not, it's not rules and regulations. It is. It's the way of life. There are rules. You can't eat pig. If you look at it as rules and regulations, then that's going to throw off. Because one of these but if you see, oh, this is the way of life. Besides the idea of throwing you off for now, but it is rules and laws. You can't say no. Breaking Shabbat is a law. It's not the way of life, but that's You have a Bedin, right? If someone breaks Shabbat, two witnesses come, they send him to Bedin, you get skila. That's a law. It's a rule. I mean, not, not, no, a rule is something you could break. A law is the law. So it's, it's a law. I understand what you're trying to say. Yes. The rules are there to guide your life. What I think you're trying, what I think you're trying to say is present Torah as a as a antidote how to have the best possible life. Because if not, it will push you away. Now, while acknowledging that statement to be true, what I'm saying is that the Torah is laws. Maybe not to always present it as laws and rules because it pushes you away. But when a person gets to a certain level where he's not going to get pushed away, tell him the truth. But when you start with someone who wants to get closer to Hashem, don't present it to him as laws and rules. He's going to get scared. He's not ready for that. Some things you're not ready to hear. That's why in order to bring someone closer, you have to tell them what they can hear on their level. You know, you can't throw at someone a 100-pound barbell and say, well, pick it up. He's not strong enough yet. Start him off with the baby stuff. Well, not even baby stuff, the beginner stuff. And slowly, slowly, you ease someone in. Does that make sense? Do we agree? Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, the spiritual stuff. Right, so wasting seed is a very big crime in Hashem's eyes. Um, a person, and there's an idea in life of something called mazal, luck. Everyone has a certain mazal, and you can't change it unless with this problem. In Hebrew, in Hebrew wasting seed is motzi, zara, batala. So the, the letters for those words is mem, zayin, lamed, mazal. So your, your luck, your mazal is, is highly dependent on if you do this or not. So if you want to increase your luck and you want to protect your luck rather than not increase it, 
we should stay away from this sin. Um, another another idea, like we said, it's like murder. It's there's just a lot of things that I don't want to say online that are very very destructive, very scary, and. The best thing to do is to stop slowly, slowly. Because if you get to a position where you can stop, Hashem's not going to look at you and say, oh, I'm going to obligate you for everything that you did do. No, Hashem wants to see your effort. He wants to see that you're trying. And the more that you stop, and the more that you build up your willpower, you're going to feel better about yourself. And slowly, slowly, you're going to be able to overcome it completely. One advice I will give is to go to the mikveh. The mikveh is definitely a cleanse, a spiritual cleanse. And some can even say a mental cleanse. The mikveh helps. Uh, I don't want to say putting a filter on your phone because I don't have a filter on my phone. I don't like filters. I put restrictions on my phone that I can't look up bad things. But obviously, for those who need a filter, put a filter if you really can't control yourself. If you want to use restrictions, it's another level. If you want to try to control yourself completely, I don't think that's the best way to go because you shouldn't really trust yourself. One thing I would recommend to do that helped me is to get a friend. Get a friend that you feel comfortable with and you guys are both struggling with the same thing and just motivate each other. Another thing to do is maybe play with money. Tell yourself every time I do it, I'm gonna give $100 to Zakah. You really don't wanna give $100. So you know in your head, if I do it, I gotta pay up. That's gonna, that's gonna keep you away from also doing it. But I can tell by the looks in your guys' faces that you guys don't like this route because you heard it a million times. So back to the more relatable route. You wanna succeed in life, you want to become the best version of yourself. It all starts with that moment when you're in your room alone and you have a decision. Do I do it? Do I not? You make the good decision, you're not going to see the results right away. It's like you're investing in the stocks. You're not going to see right away a splurge. No, it takes time. It takes time to see the, the difference in your character. But I can promise you one thing. If you stop time and time and time again, not only will you recognize the differences in yourself, but people around you are going to say, hey, something is different about you. I've had people that knew me before and that didn't know me now. They told me, I'm not, I'm not trying to show off, I'm just saying it just to like encourage you. They told me that like, your face is shining. It's like a light on your face. You're like filled with like this positive energy. And you look different. And, uh, you know, what, what did you do? You know, people that were very close to me and they knew what I used to do and everything. They said your face is different, you changed. And I told them I overcame this problem. Because that's all it is. You may think it's a lifetime thing that's gonna follow you, but I can tell you from experience it's not. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a permanent problem. Once you learn how to defeat this avera, once you overcome this issue, it's permanent. Meaning you're not going to have to go back to it. And many, many Gedolim have said this before too. When you overcome it, then that's it. It's like keeping Shabbat. I overcame keeping Shabbat. I don't have a desire anymore to hit the jewel or to check my phone or to open the light or whatever it is. I, I, I now keep Shabbat. So, now, so it becomes like this. I now keep Shemrat Tabri. I now do it. I overcame it and now it's part of me. I'm, I'm not, it's part of my identity. And it's not going to be hard anymore. So I think that about covers it. Any questions? No, we're clear? No? All right. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Yes. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. I wish you all to overcome this issue and I wish all of you here to overcome this issue and to become better versions of yourselves. And Be'ezrat Hashem, that through doing this, you'll become the best version of yourself possible. And not only will you become the best version of yourself possible, you're gonna, you're gonna become such a great version of yourself that you weren't even able to imagine in the past because you're gonna unlock a new 
heightened consciousness. Amen.